0: What's up warriors and welcome to another episode of the mental health movement podcast voice for the voiceless. I am your host, Chris. I just want to give everybody a quick thank you for listening to my last episode on triggers. Uh, I thought it was a very powerful episode and I'm glad uh, quite a bit of people tuned in, had a really good response from my therapist about it. And you know, it's uh, it goes to show how much that one has to go through in order to, learn certain lessons in their life or, you know, be able to gather all that intelligence uh, about themselves. Because, you know, the mental health is a journey about discovering who you are. It's a lot of soul searching. It's finding the right partner, finding the right circle of friends and, you know, just kind of finding who you are and who you're meant to be. You know, uh, today's episode is going to be about the stigma of the society norm and the expectations all around us. And I wanted to cover this one for a little bit and wasn't really sure how to go about it uh, after talking to one of my good friends, Caleb, about, uh, you know, what exactly I should cover and how to cover it. Um, It all just kind of pieced itself together and did a little research. Um, And, you know, we're here today. We're here talking about Uh, One of probably the biggest thing that's always on everybody's mind is, am I doing the right thing? Am I behind uh, everybody else? You know, uh, why do I feel stuck and everybody else is going forward? And we're going to we're going to go into that. You know, uh, what is what is the social norm? Uh, You know, the social norm is unwritten rules of beliefs, attitude and behaviors essentially providing us with an expected idea on how we're supposed to ha- behave and how we're supposed to function and provide others uh, an order and predict- uh, predictability in society. You know, there's there's positive uh, impacts on social norms and then there's of course the negative. Um, in this case, I feel social norms outweigh, the po- or yeah, the negatives outweigh the positives in social norms. Um, and what I mean by that is, I feel all the standards that society has set, dating back to our grandparents and their grandparents and their parents, so on and so forth. It's it's essentially like like a cycle. You know, uh, cycles are eventually meant to be broken. You know, whether that's having narcissistic parents or having a control of relationship or just going back to what feels familiar. Uh, You know, those social norms are cycles created by one person saying, all right, this is what success is supposed to look like. This is what your future is supposed to look like. And by a certain uh, age, you're supposed to have all of this. Success is what you make of it. Success doesn't have to look like a million dollars, a big house and, and four kids and a wife or a husband. It, It doesn't, success is whatever you make it to be. It could be being in an apartment like I'm in and Uh, you know, having a small business that you're very proud of, that you contribute to, uh, success is what you make of it. You know, broken record on that comment, but I'll I'll drill that into your head by the end of this episode. Success isn't what everybody else makes it out to be. It's what you can make of it and, excuse me, and what what you can do for yourself and what makes you feel happy at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, guys, you know, happiness is all that matters. Your inner peace is all that matters. And if you can hug your inner child and you can be happy and assure that peace and assure yourself that you're strong enough to make it to tomorrow. And, you know, you're worthy of those battles. Um, you know, let's, let's talk about the negative impacts of social norms. You know, it's, it can affect our attitudes. It can affect our beliefs. You know, it could be a behavior related to violence, you know, social norms. If, if you don't reach a certain goal by a certain age and you're like, Oh man, I don't have this done. You know, what am I going to do? Okay. Success to you looks like you're supposed to be a millionaire and you turn to, to robbing people. You turn to robbing banks. You know, of course, that's the dramatic side of the negative on, on social norms, but you basically get what I'm saying when it comes to, uh, the money portion of social norms or the success, uh, part of social norms. Um, your attitude, Uh, you could have that chip built on your your shoulder for the rest of your life saying, you know, I didn't accomplish this goal. I didn't graduate college and uh, this and that. And, you know, I'm a failure because I didn't do this. And that's anything but the truth, you know. Um, And let's talk about the positive impacts because there are a couple, you know, and I think those uh, those positives are pretty, pretty, uh, you know, big enough to express. Uh, positive impacts i wrote down are self-care and boundaries you know if you think about it self-care uh with the social norm um if you think that you're supposed to be in a relationship for the rest of your life because that's what society says you're supposed to love your partner no matter what as long as they're happy but if you take a step back and you put yourself first that's self-care you know that's taking care of you. If you need to take a break from school, and you don't want to graduate by the said date that you says you're supposed to graduate, then that's okay. That's self-care. If you're in an abusive relationship, or you're in a relationship that doesn't appreciate you, or uh, you're going to a school that you don't feel you're right for because you don't feel like you belong, or the teachers mistreat you, or there's classmates that are uh, that you don't be want to be around. That's both self care and that's boundaries. Excuse me, my nose is bothering me. I got allergies like crazy. But you know, the self care and boundaries are are very important in any case. And I I think I've done a pretty good job at expressing how how impactful self care is in your in your life. And you know. I personally just feel that when it comes to society norms that self-care and boundaries probably would be at the top of your list in finding that success. You know, only you know what that success looks like. Not society, not what all these people on social media and these social influencers say that success looks like. Only you know what success looks like. If you're a small business owner and you want to sell xyz by the end of the month and that's what you feel is successful that's great you don't have to be a millionaire overnight being a small business owner because one that's unrealistic two you can't compare yourself to these social media influencers because i feel that's one big thing that uh that society has a really big issue in is comparing each other you know i know i'm guilty of it only because of Traits that were, I don't want to say passed off to me, but kind of how I was raised uh, with a mom who constantly compared herself to everybody else. You know, my situation isn't your situation and vice versa. But I I was raised in a household where nothing felt like it was enough because somebody always had more than you. And that's just reality. You know, that's that's not something that, is because you're not doing enough. You're doing enough. You're, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Is it where I want to be? Probably not. But I think I'm playing my part and I'm doing the right thing right now with this podcast, with the mental health group. And my time will come. You know, I, I put in the work. Everybody puts in the work doing whatever they're doing with their life. And success is, you know, there's no ceiling on success. You know, Um, to quote one of my favorite comedies, uh, you know, it's My Cousin Vinny uh, inspired this podcast. And I know it kind of sounds weird, but when you think about this, this, this quote, um, it's a little snip of his girlfriend. Uh, Basically, she's talking about her niece, who is the daughter of her sister, is getting married. She's been engaged to Vinny for 10 years, and she's talking about her biological clock ticking. Now, while it's funny when she's saying it and the facial expression she's making when she's doing it, this is what society says that we're supposed to do. You're supposed to be engaged, and you're supposed to be married within a year. Uh, You're supposed to be married and have kids by a certain amount of time. And that's anything but the truth you know when you're ready for for all of that stuff you know you you can get engaged to somebody and be with them for for 10 years you know look at look at Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. i don't think they're they're married and they're in their 60s and they've been together pretty sure for over 20 years. You know it's there there's love and success and all of that and you know that's again repeating myself once again it's whatever you make it. Whatever your happiness looks like is what is what matters here, guys. You know, it, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, you didn't get this by this date, so you're a failure. That's not true, you know. You know when you're ready for certain tasks. And she was in that mentality where, you know, her family set that standard and be like, oh well we got married by the time we were 25 and we had four kids in a in a five bedroom house by, five bedroom house by the time we were 35. It's unrealistic. you know it's you know I'm not saying you can't do it, but you you got to look at the steps it takes to get a, to become a homeowner the, the steps it takes to have that big of a family especially especially in today's world guys. I can't stress that enough. you know it's it's expensive out there. You know, um, just because you don't have five kids doesn't mean anything. You know, having one kid, I'm I'm sure is a blessing enough to so many people, you know, and you don't have to meet a criteria to be happy, to be successful, to be loved, to be worthy of, of anything. You know, it's you have to validate your feelings and how you feel. Uh, And what you're ready for. If you want kids, great. If you don't, that's great too. You don't have to have kids. (laughs) My parents are in that mentality where my mom pressured me for the longest time. Oh, well, I I wanted you to be married by now. I wanted you to at least give me one grandchild before I'm gone from this world. And my dad's done it to me too. And now that my brother's in a relationship, you know, I know he kind of pushes that on my brother. My brother either doesn't want kids or he's not ready for kids, you know? Your opinion on that matter can change overnight. It could change in a year. It could change in a month, (laughs) you know? Not everybody's built to be a father or a mother. And that's just facts, you know? It's perfectly okay for someone to live their life happy the way that they want to live it. They're not harming anybody. They're not pushing their beliefs on anybody else. Let them live the way that they want to live. You know, maybe maybe their beliefs don't line up with yours when it comes to kids. And that's fine. You know, we're we're human beings. We're not all supposed to agree all the time, as long as you treat each other the way you want to be treated. And that's something that has stuck with me since I was in the first grade because of my teacher, Teresa Ramsauer. She, you know, she she had that poster on her wall in the classroom. Treat others how you always want to be treated. And it's always stuck in the back of my mind. You know, it's. Don't push your beliefs on other people just because they don't agree with you or they're not following the plan that you follow. You know, your struggles are valid just like their struggles. Just like the whole argument of feeling behind. Excuse me, I apologize. My allergies are really bad right now. Um, You know, it's... uh, feeling behind is something that I've struggled with for a long time. And again, it's something that I was raised with, you know, Oh, well I don't have this, this and this. So, you know, I'm a good for nothing and I'm useless to society. And you know, guys, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I feel like that uh, more oftentimes than not. And I hate admitting that I really do, but I know it's not true. I know that whatever demons that I have in the back of my head or whatever, uh things that i'm holding on to that i want more out of life you know i know that those will be in the back of my head until i meet the the happiness that i want you know i'm i'm content right now i'm not miserable i'm not i'm not depressed i i struggle every day with anxiety and depression but you know it's it's something that i need to tell myself every day i'm like you're exactly where you need to be right now and i'm telling you guys that too i know it's hard to believe and i know it's hard for uh for you to tell yourself that you know things are happening the way that they're happening for you um you know one of my good friends ashley who is in in the mental health group you know she was uh trying for kids for a little while and you know things just didn't work out you know of course i'm not going to put her business out there but she is having a child and uh, she's due next year and Again, life always has a plan for you. Something works out in one way or another. And Ashley, if you do listen to this podcast, I- I'm so happy for you guys. And I love you guys so much. You deserve the entire world. You're one of the strongest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. So, you know, again, she's an example of don't give up. You know, she's an example of, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, preserving. You know, just keep going. Don't stop. Just because society tells you you're not doing something right doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means you're not following their conduct, their, their rules or their their game plan of how to get to uh, A to B. Your A to B might look like A, skip all the way to H and then go to Z and come back to B. That's okay. And people need to be okay with taking other steps that other people don't have to take. You know, uh, I always used to think that I was so behind because I just got an apartment uh two, three years ago, you know, first time on my actual own, you know, I've lived with roommates. I've been quote unquote on my own since I was 21 and I've moved back home and that's okay. You know, I never thought it was okay. I never thought living with my dad again was okay because of how old i am now but i'm 30 years old i own everything that i stand on you know this whole apartment is possible because of me you know everything that's on the walls my tv whatever everything is possible because of me and for the for those who are listening you know it doesn't matter what age you are you could be 35 and just now moving out of your parents that's okay as long as you're putting in effort your effort could look like rolling out of bed. Your effort can look like I took a shower today and I did laundry. That's okay. As long as you're trying and as long as you're trying to make a difference in your life, that's all that really matters. You know, the the old saying that you can take a horse to the river, but you can't force it to drink is is true in every single aspect. You know, you can ask for help. It's okay to ask for help, guys. And, you know, I, I'm not talking about abusing uh, you know, I got to borrow a couple dollars cause I'm still not working and, you know, a year goes by and you're still doing that. I'm not talking about abusing other people for your benefit, but I'm talking about the people that are willing to put in the work, the, the people that aren't afraid to, uh, you know, get their hands dirty. And if you need help, it's okay to ask for help I'm like, Hey man, like, I don't know how I'm going to accomplish this or how I'm going to do this at work and, you know, whatever. It's okay to ask for help. You know? Um, let's talk about some expectations in society and why it's okay to ignore them. And yes, I did say ignore them because, again, society doesn't, doesn't determine what makes you happy. To have loads of friends and be popular, uh, I, I put in parentheses social status because, you know, there there's a song by Bowling for Soup called High School Never Ends. And... you think about the lyrics you know it's everybody's always worried about who's sleeping with who and who's in a relationship and who has all these friends and you know uh who's all being invited to parties and why you're not and blah 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 it still holds true to this day that people are so worried about how many friends that they have in their life and how big of a circle they have but at the end of the day guys if you have four loyal friends versus somebody who has like 300 friends that go to parties and come to their house every time that they throw a get together, I would rather have those four loyal friends that are there for me if I'm in a bad spot. Those 300 friends, you might find two of those 300 people that might actually be there for you. And, you know, it's it's okay to have a small circle of, uh, circle of friends. I always used to think that, the people that were walking out of my life was a reflection of me and uh, having a bad character. And that's anything but the truth. You know, those people are walking out for new people to be coming into my life, for better opportunities in my life and people that aren't holding me back anymore. And I I hated saying her name for the longest time and I hated bringing her up because I always felt like it was a friendship that was my fault that she walked away. And that was my friend, Alyssa. You know, we were friends for over 11 years. Uh, You know, our beliefs were always different. You know, this wasn't something new. Our beliefs were always different. It didn't matter what it was. And all of a sudden, one day she just blocks me in the probably one of the worst times of my life and took me off of social media and stopped talking to me. And again, it was because our beliefs didn't line up and, going back to the negatives of of the social norm our beliefs and our attitude towards people you you can't expect everybody to believe everything that you believe you know and I, that's something that the illusion of social media has created like if you don't believe this then uh you know you're automatically a bad person you know and that that goes among so many different subjects whether it's politics whether it's Uh, relationships whether it's money whatever it is and and people always just seem to be stuck in their ways and not want to listen like okay you know we don't agree and that's fine you know uh we're still gonna be friends because you're good to me you don't disrespect me in any way and i don't disrespect anybody you know i give what i'm given you know i'm not going to give you bad energy if you give me if you give me positive energy now, if you're coming at me with bad energy and saying, you know, oh, well, you wouldn't have this if it wasn't for this, blah, 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 blah. then I'm going to give back. Like, Listen, man, like we don't agree on this and I don't think it's healthy for us to be friends anymore. How hard is that conversation? You know, how hard is it to tell somebody like, hey. I don't think you're you're right for, for this season of my life or this time of my life right now. I don't think we should be friends right now or I don't think we should be friends anymore. Why is it that people just jump right to blocking somebody who has been good and who has been loyal to you for over a decade? You know, and again, I would rather have four loyal friends over 400 400- people casual friends who don't who could care less if I was on the side of a side of the road in the gutter somewhere and you know again um it's something I've had to tell myself for a really long time it's okay for people to walk out in your life maybe they just weren't uh right for you at the moment and you know it's okay to feel feel upset and not not something that a lot of people talk about uh, grieving friends that walk out in your life or somebody you had to cut out of your life is a very real thing and you know a, a lot of these people that think oh well they weren't good in your life anyway okay well while that might be the case I was friends with them for 10 years I gave them my heart and soul for 10 years you know it's not something that I could just forget tomorrow I'm like oh well we had a falling out so that 10 years didn't happen it's okay you know I'm not I'm not gonna. I'm not going to give out that fake macho man bullshit that just, you know, forgets what happened. You know, all those feelings that were felt, all those good times that were felt, those were all real things. You know, I'm not, it's hard to just dump it and forget it. I mean, I'm good now, you know, we haven't talked in like three four years and I don't think that conversation is ever going to happen. And that's fine. You gotta, you gotta accept people for who they are. And When you become older and those 300 people aren't around anymore, you're going to realize, like, shit, maybe maybe I should have formed uh, those, those really close friends to me and those people that actually give a shit about me. And, you know, you wouldn't feel the way that you're feeling. You don't have to keep constantly throwing parties and keep constantly doing what everybody else is doing just to maintain a social status. That's an illusion. Social status is an illusion. I know I don't have a social status. I know my people. And when you find your people, you can be happy just like the people that, you know, that throw parties that think they're happy because everybody's coming to a party to drink because you're supplying all that or uh, smoking, whatever it is. You know, I'm perfectly okay with my people. And I hope that my listeners or anybody who, goes throughout their life can find their people and know that you have people by your side that won't walk away you know you just you have to be okay with the person you look in the mirror that's your social status the people the person you see in the mirror every single day that's your social status it's seeing that the person that you're looking at in the mirror is happy every single day and you know that's not realistic you're you're not going to be happy but if you can be at, have that inner peace and you can be content with things that you're doing in your life, I'm not telling you to be happy every single day or be positive every single day, but make sure that inner child and that inner self of you is at peace. Because when you find that peace, man, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's a whole, nother, a whole nother experience to feel at peace with everything uh, that you have going on in your life. So let's move on to the next uh, expectation in society. Always being active on social media. So I think this is something of an addiction for everybody. You know, you get that dopamine of all those likes and how many people pay attention to things that are going on in your life. That can go very well with this podcast because I know I get in my head sometimes of, not enough people listening or not enough people tuning in and feeling like that I'm talking to a wall. Sometimes I've had to tell myself over and over again, Chris, listen, you're not going to have a hundred million people listening to every single episode, if, if any, you know, and if you reach that one person, if you reach, you know, you make one person's day with that post or whatever it is, you don't have to constantly be around and let people know what's going on in your life, you know, and, and with this podcast, if it reaches that one person and you be like, damn, I felt every single word you said and I'm grateful hearing that person tell me that I helped them so much or my podcasts helped them get through the day or week, whatever it is, means more than anything that I can ever say I've accomplished in my entire life. And that might sound like an exaggeration, but it's not. I, I'm genuinely grateful for everybody who listens to this podcast and every person that has shared it to whoever might need it. You know, and it's it's something that it's gratifying to be able to have a platform that helps people. With social media, again, social media is an illusion for everybody. You know, just because you say that you're happy every single day of your life, and God bless everybody, and I'm so happy. It's not the truth. If you can be honest, if everybody can be honest just for one day on social media, maybe then all these people that say that they're happy with their life and they're happy in their relationship maybe then we can get to a point where we can start communicating with each other the way that we're supposed to. You know there there's so many people in this world that will look you dead in the face and lie their asses off. I if I ever lie it's usually just a white lie or if it's if it's a lie it's a lie to protect myself. You know I'm not going to tell everybody everything that's going on in my life anymore because I know there's so many people that don't give a shit. And that's reality. There are a lot of people who don't want to hear good news in your life because they don't care. And same goes for, you know, more people feed off of negativity than they do positive things. And, I, and I've noticed that. It's, it's something that social media absolutely fiends off of other people's misery. And again, it's like that revolving door. It's that cycle you create for yourself And you get trapped in this illusion of social media where it's just like, man, I don't know how I'm going to live without these likes from these people. You know, nobody's paying attention to me and this and that. And social media just says, okay, well, all you need to do is this. And you you get stuck in that rabbit hole like TikTok, like like Twitter, like Snapchat, uh, keeping those snap streaks, you know, whatever it is. Social media is not a real place. And when people can finally start snapping out of the need to constantly post, and I I used to be really bad with having to post it every five minutes and uh, always having to have somebody like it. And if nobody liked it, I'd delete the post. I do that sometimes. You know, I catch myself doing it sometimes. But you don't need social media. And the people that are on social media that live on social media might not be the healthiest person that you need in your life at the time. I would rather have somebody come over here and us talk and watch a movie and talk about the movie, whatever, than talking to somebody on Messenger or a text message. Because you don't feel anything from people unless you see their body language, unless you see, you know, what makes that other person happy. And if you guys can vibe off of each other, social media is just one giant black hole to see who... Who can get the most likes? You know, why is it that a, a person that can wear a bikini or a person that uh, takes a picture with a bunch of girls um, gets a million likes, but a person that, you know, gets married or, uh, you know, has has their loved one's hands in their hand before they pass away, nobody pays attention to. You know, it's it's all a revolving door and how many likes you can get and who can get the most attention. I've noticed it with family members that do that, that will constantly try to one up you like, oh, hey, feel bad for me or, hey, uh, I'm going to wear this shirt for all this attention. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to support somebody who's struggling with an addiction or blah, 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 whatever. Social media should be used for getting attention to subjects that matter, like suicide rates or addiction rates or whatever it is. I hate social media sometimes but it's a love-hate relationship you don't always have to be active you don't always have to tell everybody what's going on in your life and i'm gonna leave it at that there's also uh, another society norm that tells you that you have to be really really good at something and it doesn't matter uh what it is you know you always have to have that talent you know oh well what makes you special from everybody else or uh oh you do this how good are you or how many followers do you have or you know you're a dancer oh cool what what uh what events have you danced at you know there's there's always that uh that person that always has to say you know what's your what's your special talent or what makes you different from everybody else what makes you stand out some people just don't stand out man some people some people just are happy that they're having somebody talk to them You know, some people are just happy that somebody wants to know something about them. Everybody doesn't have to be special. You know, people don't have to have that special talent to wow everybody. I've learned that when I tell my story to certain people who aren't involved in the community, who aren't really in this world, when I tell my story, it's just kind of like a Oh, you do a podcast. That's cool. Like you don't even listen to like what I do the podcast for or what I have a mental health group for, you know, and people don't have to be really, really good at something guys. And I don't care how many times somebody has to tell you, uh, tell you this, but what you do with your life, whatever, whatever sport you're involved in, whatever, uh, you know, whatever instrument you can play, whatever podcast you run, whatever songs you know how to sing. You don't have to be perfect at it, guys, as long as you're enjoying doing it. I love doing this podcast. I love contributing into the mental health groups. I love talking about mental health stuff. Am I great at everything that I say? Can I articulate everything that I say perfectly? No, I'm not perfect at this. I'm not perfect at the social media and trying to trying to get this podcast out everywhere, but it's good enough for me. I'm happy where everything is at right now. And when you can tell yourself and you can look yourself in the mirror and like, Hey, I love playing football. I don't care if I suck at it. I love playing it. I love, I love playing an instrument. I'm not very good. I don't know very many songs, but I love doing it. That's all that matters is if you love doing what you do, you don't have to be perfect at it. You will be good enough for you. If, if people say you're good, great. If people say you're perfect, okay, that's cool. I'm not perfect, but I appreciate it. You don't have to be perfect at anything. And society needs to stop telling people that they need to have uh, a, a talent that they're really, really good at. Or they need to be really, really good at something because they've been doing something for a certain amount of years. You know, it's anything but the truth. Another one is to always be busy doing something or productive. So this one actually annoys me. (laughs) I wrote it down because it's something I've been struggling with for a while. I'm always under the impression that you always have to be go, go, go. You always have to be productive. That if you lay down in one spot for a certain amount of hours or if you spend a whole day watching movies that, oh, man, I'm a piece of garbage because I didn't do anything all day. Listen, two words. Self care. you're gonna hear that every chance I get to say it. you're gonna you're gonna hear it every chance that I get to push that down uh, in, in the back of everybody's head. Self-care is something I am so very passionate about. Self-care doesn't have to look any certain way. It doesn't have to sound any certain way. Self-care could be a day of just sitting in bed all day. If you got out of bed and you took a shower and you went right back to bed, that's okay. That's self-care. That's depression. That's whatever it is to you. Self-care is taking care of you. If you need rest, if you need to take a day off, you don't want to do anything all day, that's perfectly fine. And you need to tell yourself that it's perfectly fine to do that. And and that goes for parents, too, guys, like if you're if you're a parent of younger kids and you don't want to do anything all day, you got to tell those kids that it's OK to not do everything, not do anything all day. You know, of course, clean up after yourself if you're going to do something, you know, tell your kids that if you're if you want to go do something here, go outside and ride your bike or, you know, uh, watch TV, you know, sit here in bed with me and watch TV all day. That's OK, too. We have become a a society of constantly having having to do something, constantly having to be busy. And I was going to record this on a Sunday. You know, it's Monday, the day before I dropped my podcast. Um, I was going to record yesterday, and I didn't. I didn't do anything all day, and I've been beating myself up over it all day. And I need to constantly remind myself that that was a self-care day, whether I realized it or not, it's a self-care day. And, you know, I'm not telling you to not do anything every single day, you know, cause that's something that we as human beings can't do. We got to take care of ourselves and doing not doing something for one day as a form of self-care, you know, and sometimes taking a day off from something when you don't have work is okay. I didn't clean the house. I didn't mop the floor like I said I was going to. I just took the day completely off, watched movies, played video games, and ate. And that's okay. And I need to tell myself that it's okay. When you start telling yourself how many times uh, over and over and over and over in the back of your head that it's okay to not do something, it's okay to not do something. You'll start believing it. You'll start being okay with taking breaks and being, being okay with slowing things down you know i I was i was telling one of my really good friends victoria when we were on the phone sitting in the walmart parking lot we were just talking about everything with with my dentist and and all that stuff and you know she was saying that she was feeling really bad that she didn't have have a lot of energy and that she didn't want to do anything and she constantly feels like that she has to do something to be fun to be exciting And, and i told her i'm like listen You need to tell yourself that it's okay to slow down. It's okay not to do anything. And I'm telling you guys that too. And I I know I've said it like four or five times in the last two minutes, but it's all right to take a break, guys. It's all right to to stand against the grain. You don't have to be productive every single day of your life. You just don't, you know? If you don't want to go grocery shopping today, go tomorrow. If you don't want to go tomorrow, go the next day. You don't have to do all these things right this second, you know? Just make sure you have food in your stomach. And if you need to rest, rest. Listen to your body, guys. If you need to rest and you need to sleep, sleep. Rest. Take care of yourself. Whatever that looks like. This is a good one. Because this is a society norm that I struggle with. I've struggled with for the last 10 years. Society says that you need to to be in a relationship to be happy. You need to have a significant other. And Instagram, TikTok, so, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever it is. Oh, well, look at how happy this person is now that they found each other. And this person just got married. And look how happy they are. You need to find yourself a person. You need to find yourself a significant other to be happy. Guys, there's people in relationships that are completely miserable. That stay together because of the kids. That stay together because they feel trapped. They feel obligated because... Uh, you know, if they leave, they're they're afraid they're going to be alone for the rest of their life. Listen, I've been single for 11 years now. And yeah, it, it sucks being alone. You know, it, it, it sucks that I've been single a majority of my life. But you know what? I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with the person that I look at in the mirror. mirror. You know, I have a lot of imperfections. I have a lot of flaws. One of my flaws is wanting to be with somebody. You know, I don't want to repeat the patterns of my parents, one more specifically than the other, of constantly having to be in a relationship and constantly having to go through the trials of getting to know somebody and, and telling my story over and over and, uh, you know, loving somebody and, and breaking their heart or them breaking mine. You know, I, I'm not one for browsing, you know, I know what I like in a person. You know, and, and I'm sure others are, are the same. You know, I don't think that I'm a shallow person at all, but I know what I like, both mentally and physically. And that's why I haven't settled. You know, I, I've gone on dates and those dates have spanned from four years to five years before I started dating again. And that's OK. I, I don't I don't have the society's norm uh in in the, the men's category of a body count. You know, I I don't find it impressive that somebody has been in 30 relationships or has been through 30 different people. You know, I I just it doesn't do anything for me to to constantly have somebody here, you know. Um, But again, you don't need to be in a relationship to be happy, be happy with yourself, you know, and we're all worthy of love you know we're all worthy of being in a relationship but don't settle for a relationship just because society tells you you need to be in a relationship you know there 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 was a there was a girl that i was talking to for a little while you know uh she liked me and i didn't really feel the same we were really good friends and you know we ended up going our separate ways because i just didn't feel like it was it was right for me you know it was we we're really good friends. We got along, we had the same interests, but it just, there was something missing there. And I didn't want to settle just because people were saying that, oh, well, we, we get along and we have a lot of the same interests. So you guys should be together, right? You guys should be in a relationship. I just didn't really feel like being in a relationship with somebody I wasn't feeling, you know, I didn't have the same feelings for her that she did for me. And it's unfortunate that we're not friends anymore, but again, Don't settle. Don't settle because people are telling you to settle. Don't settle on the first person that you go and you have a date with. You know, things are going great. Take it slow. You don't have to be like talk about having kids and talk about getting married after three months. You know, everything will come to you if you work towards it. You got your it will always meet you in the middle. Your happiness will always meet you in the middle if you put in that work. You can't just expect life to hand you somebody. You have to put in the effort of building your foundation and finding your inner peace and being happy with the person that you are. You know, um, this, this is a good one because uh, I, I just talked about it. Being happy and smiling all the time. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've been told so just be happy, just smile. It's okay. everything's gonna be okay. Your life isn't that bad. Other people have it worse than you. You know how invalidating that was hearing my whole life. I still hear it to this day. I don't tell people about what I'm going through because every time i I, I talk to people who aren't in my circle about what's going on. Oh well, at least this didn't happen, and you know at least at least your life wasn't that bad. You know, telling somebody not to be upset because others have it worse is like telling somebody not to be happy because other people have it better than you. And I know some people might hear that phrase and roll their eyes and be like, oh, well, whatever, you know, we're not supposed to be miserable every single day. It's not realistic to be happy and positive every single day. I'm sorry, but it's not. I can't just wake up one day and be like, "Today is going to be a really good day. Because if something happens that, that sets a rift in that, that attitude, I'm sorry that I react. I, I have, I have uh, emotions. I have feelings. And all those people that will sit there and tell you to be happy <clears throat> and be positive all the time, behind closed doors, they might not be who they tell you they are. Stop letting people tell you to just be happy and just be positive. It's not realistic. It invalidates everything that you're feeling and invalidates everything that's around you. And if if somebody tells you what's going on in their life and it's a very traumatic experience for them, do not. And I, I beg all my listeners, do not tell somebody that it could always be worse, that it's okay, or that other people have it worse, or other people lost more than you. Don't ever tell somebody that, please. Just don't invalidate what other people are feeling just because they deal with something a lot differently than you do. A sprained ankle on somebody might not be a broken foot, but a sprained ankle is still pain. You're still you're still feeling pain regardless. Is it temporary pain? Sure, but so is a broken foot. If I tell you that I sprained my ankle and you tell me you shattered your whole leg, man, I'm sorry you're going through that. You know, I know my pain is temporary and yours is a little, a little longer than mine, but it it sucks that you're going through that too. Don't sit there and tell somebody, oh, well, at least you didn't break your leg or at least you didn't break your back. Don't invalidate somebody just to make yourself feel better. You're not a better person for saying that to somebody. Validate each other's struggles. Validate what you're going through together. You know, if, if somebody if somebody has a family member that's sick in the hospital, and you happen to have lo- lost a family member from that sickness, oh well, just be glad your family member's not dead like mine did. That doesn't help anybody. You're just making yourself seem like an asshole. And I'm, I'm sorry to put it that way, but you can't be insensitive to somebody else's struggle just because their family member may or may not have died or because, uh, their, their injury isn't as significant as yours. An injury is still an injury. A sickness is still a sickness. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter who you lost. It doesn't matter how bad your injury is. And it doesn't matter who's sick. Everybody is going through something. And the only way to break this stigma of, of, this the society norm and how we talk to each other is we need to start at the very beginning of validating what people are going through you can't dismiss somebody's struggles just because they're not that bad to you to you it might not seem that bad you know i the amount of times i've told my story and the amount of people that have told me in response to what i've gone through Oh well, it's not that bad. At least you had food in your stomach. At least you had a house, uh, a roof over your head. It's like, oh, okay. So, in other words, I would have had to have something more traumatic in your eyes for my feelings to matter to you. what you're saying? That's what that sounds like to me. If you're telling me that what I went through wasn't that bad, it's basically telling me, oh well, you would have, you would have had to have suffered a lot more, a lot more to uh to get anything out of me it's for your feelings to be valid bro all of our feelings are valid it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how extreme it doesn't matter how little it may seem to you to you and yes i'll i'll stress that again doesn't matter how little of a struggle it may seem to you you don't know what that person goes through every day you don't know how that person feels under the surface of of what they're telling you. You know, people that get abused are, are some of the, some of the most, are are the hardest people to tell you that they're being abused because they'll put on this whole, you know, camouflage. Be like, yeah, you know, everything's going fine at home and we had a disagreement, but we're, we're okay now. But deep down that person has gotten abused that you don't know about. Abuse is abuse. It doesn't matter if it's verbal. It doesn't matter if it's physical. It doesn't matter if it's emotional either. Abuse is abuse. An injury is an injury. Validate each other. Be there for each other in, in the right way. Don't invalidate others' feelings because you don't understand or you don't want to understand what that person is going through. My struggles and your struggles, while they may be different types of struggles, we're still going through this battle together. We're still side by side. We're still, we're still in these trenches together, if you will. And I know that might seem corny to some, hearing how I how I phrase that. But you guys need to understand where I'm coming from of trying to validate each other. If you can validate each other, and you can start bouncing off each other and learning, learning what what uh, keeps other people ticking and what keeps people going, man. Everybody can get together and help each other. And I know so many people don't know what it means to be there for each other. And that's the first step. Validate each other is the best first step in being there for somebody. Moving on to the next one is a big one. And this is uh, one of the ones I put a asterisk next to is being a certain age to complete a certain task, man. Like it's okay to be 30 and not own a house. It's okay to be 30 years old and not have a wife and kids or a husband and kids. It's, and it's perfectly okay for you to be whatever age that you are and not have experienced being a parent, not uh, becoming a homeowner, You know, I know people in their 40s that don't have kids because they don't want kids or just haven't had time to prepare for kids or people that are in their 50s and aren't a homeowner. Some people do not go at the same pace or no, not some. Everybody goes at their own pace in life. I went through what I went through and I have always felt like I was behind because while people were in their 20s and experiencing life, I was in my 20s trying to figure out how the hell I was going to wake up tomorrow and not want to, you know, cause harm to myself, you know, and that that's fluffing it because I don't want to, I don't want to set anybody off uh, hearing this podcast. But, you know, I, I spent most of my 20s trying to recover from shit that I went through when I was a young, young adult, when I was a teenager. And, you know, it's it's just something that so many people don't try to understand. It's like, oh, wow, you're 30 years old and you're single and you've only had one relationship and this and that. I cannot even begin to tell you how many conversations I've had with people about my age, about why I'm not in a relationship, about why I don't have kids and why I don't own a home. It's something that I have gone through my entire life hearing oh well you're getting older you're not getting any younger you gotta have kids you gotta this you gotta that that's from my parents that's from from peers around them and around myself that have done that to me my entire life you know I I had a backhanded a compliment uh, a backhanded compliment from my grandparent or from my grandpa uh when I went over their house you know and They choose not to understand that I go at my own pace. Am I making the progress according to them? No, of course not. But I needed to worry about my mental health before anything else because I didn't know if I wanted to wake up tomorrow for the longest time. And having kids wasn't on my mind. Being in a relationship wasn't on my mind. Because if you find somebody that you're attracted to and you want to be with them and you have... A lot of mental health struggles. Those mental health struggles will never go away. They'll always be there. But if you decide to be in a relationship while you're trying to, to heal and you bleed on that other person, you're not healing at all. You're just projecting what you're going through onto another person. And you're keeping that cycle going. My parents had me very young. My dad was, I think, 21, and my mom just turned 18 when they had me, and that was a cycle for them that was set by their parents that said that they needed to be married, that said that they needed to have kids and needed to have a house and et cetera. And then in the meantime, they were still trying to find themselves while raising me and then having my brother four years later and then having my my sister four years after that. And I was put through a lot of traumatic shit by immature parents, by emotionally immature parents, by mentally immature parents. And I'm 30 years old and I've been going to therapy for two years. And it's been the most consistent two years of my life because I've been able to find who I am as a person, who I want to become, and what my future looks like. I've never been a what does five years look like from now kind of person. I hated thinking about the future, but now that I have a ball in my hand that I can, and I can dribble it down court and I can take it down the field, whatever, I can figure out what works best for Chris, what works better for my future, not anybody else's future, not what my parents want out of my future, what I want out of my future. This podcast, the mental health group, anything else that's going on in my life is all part of the plan. It's all part of what goes on in the universe. You know, what I put into the universe eventually is going to come back to me, but it takes effort. It takes hard work to get what you want out of life. Am I I at that age where I'm starting to question, did I do enough? Yeah, I I question it every single day of my life. I question whether or not I'm doing enough with my life because there's people that are younger than me that have three kids already that are married, that own a house, that this and that. And they didn't necessarily have to go through what I went through. So again, validate your struggles, validate your feelings and what you're going through, because it doesn't matter what age you are, guys. You can be 21 and be a house owner. That's great. I'm happy for you. But you don't have to be 21 and be a house owner. You don't have to be 23, 24 years old and have kids. Sometimes the world just works that way. If you feel like that, you're at that age where you don't feel like you're accomplishing enough. You know, it's it's up to you to to form formulate some kind of plan to make yourself happy. You can't go you know, base your your happiness on what age you are. You know, I, like I said, being thirty years old and now figuring out what I have to do and what I need to do for myself. Hey man, take everything a day at a time progress not perfection guys and that's something i've wanted to um constantly chirp in the back of my head is it's all about progress and how much hard work you put into everything not what age you turn or whatever it is you know um being in a college or university seems to be the society norm for the longest time and i think now we're finally getting to the point in our life where we're starting to realize like, hey, sometimes our life just cannot accommodate to the college lifestyle or accommodate to the university lifestyle. Some people's parents set them up for that. But people like me, people that that go through mental health struggles, you know, don't exactly fit into a college uh, environment because, you know, it's all about planning and all about time management and not to say that I don't have any of that, but I just know where my strengths lie and school wasn't ever something that I was, I was good with because of what I went through. You don't have to be in a college or university just because society tells you to. There's some people that have been working a job uh, for 20 years that make more than somebody coming out of college with a master's degree. You know, and I think society is starting to see, hey, I don't need a college degree to be successful. Yeah, it's great to have a college degree and certificates and everything else, but you don't need all of that to be successful. You don't need all of that to be happy. You know, there, there, there are so many people in the mental health uh, institute that have all these degrees and and don't get the pay that they deserve because they didn't work while they were in school. I mean, there's people, um, there's people that are that are therapists today that worked at the same time as, uh, you know, going to school and finally just finished their doctorate or finished their their master's degree, and, I, you know, their pay reflects that, but college doesn't always reflect on how much you want to get paid, you know, you show up to a work and say that hey, I got my bachelor's degree and you have zero work experience. They're just gonna tell. They're just gonna look at you like, well, how am I gonna hire you if you don't know what you're doing? You know, you learn all this stuff in a textbook, but it's not the real world. I know I'm not book smart, and you know, my street smart. You know, it's it's somewhere in the middle. It's it helps me get by, but you gotta have that balance. If you're gonna do college, you gotta have that balance, man, because some of these jobs are, are finally starting to realize that I would rather have somebody work with work experience for over 10 years than somebody who just came out of college and, and doesn't, doesn't know simple tasks, doesn't know how to, doesn't know how to work. They've been used, they got used to the college environment. So again, not bashing anybody who's gone to college or university, but it's not a necessity. You don't have to do that to be successful. This one I wrote down, um, out of a personal experience. So you're supposed to act a certain way because of how you dress, listen to a certain band because you're wearing a shirt. You know, I, me personally, I hate when people wear shirts and they don't know the person that they're wearing, but there's always that label on people because you wear a hat a certain way, or you wear a certain shirt or you wear your shorts or pants a certain way or wear certain shoes. So you're supposed to act a certain way. Um, I remember when I was in middle school, not middle school, I think it was in like early high school, and I was seeing this girl when I was living with my dad in Spring Hill. Her dad didn't like me because I wore a hat backwards, because wearing a hat backwards from his generation meant that you were a bad person or you did shady things or whatever. And we had to stop seeing each other my grandparents were very judgmental growing up very judgmental hence the backwards uh the backhanded compliment they gave me very judgmental growing up i wore band t-shirts all the time uh i wore graphic t-shirts you know whatever it was and they would always say make a comment i'm like oh my god why would you wear that because we were coming over why would you do this and blah 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 and uh, you know, why do you listen to this kind of music? Do they even make sense? Or blah, blah, blah. i like, there's always a label thrown on people for what they wear. And it, it's insane to me that people like this still exist in 2022. Because I remember there was always a group of people in um, when I was in high school, that you knew what kind of what kind of person they were because of what they wore. You know, the, there was always those little clicks, if you will, again, social status plays plays a hand in that too but you know there, there's people that just kind of give you that eye like oh my god you're wearing that shirt why would you support him i'm wearing the shirt because i like their music i don't care about their beliefs and that's another thing that so many people cannot put aside their beliefs with their music like i i run into that being a wrestling fan oh well you like this wrestler so you must believe what they believe oh my god you're a bad person you're this you're that it's like bro listen if you can't separate somebody's professional life from their private life, I don't know what to tell you. That's on you. That's that's based reflecting on your character, not mine. I don't share, I might not share the, the beliefs in uh, whoever I may support, but maybe watching one of their matches or maybe listening to one of their songs or whatever it is helped me get through at a, a certain point in my life that I wanted to support them with this shirt. And a lot of people cannot put that uh, put that aside. You know, and that kind of goes into those, this last social norm. Certain views based on family or social background. Listen, this is something I never wanted to bring into any part of the mental health stuff that I do, my podcast, nothing. But it needs to be addressed because it's something that sticks out like a sore thumb and that's politics i'm not going to talk about any any views on either side i have friends on republican side i have friends on the democrat side i have friends right in the middle and that's okay i don't have to act a certain way because i have friends on either side i like some things that one side says i like some things the other side says Just because I have a family full of Republicans or a family full of Democrats doesn't mean I have to share their views. Doesn't mean I have to believe in all the things that they believe. In my personal belief, and this isn't going to go over the top, this isn't going to offend anybody, this is just me. I believe that politicians are crooked. I believe that politicians don't care about you or me. I believe there's bad sides on the Republicans. I believe there's bad, bad points on the Democrats. And that's all I'm going to say on that, on that conversation. Nothing more needs to be said. I'm not going to attack anybody because of what they believe. And I don't want anybody attacking me because I want to be real with you. I want to show you who I am. I'm not pro-left. I'm not pro-right. You, people, people in general just need to accept that, Everybody doesn't need to share the same beliefs with each other. Again, this goes back to my earlier conversation. I've known you for 20 years. We're great friends. We don't have to agree on certain beliefs, and that includes politics. You treat me with respect, I'm going to treat you with respect. I've had to stop talking to family members because they would attack me. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate that people can't put their beliefs aside for, for a personal relationship with people and 2022 and we're we're still so hateful we're still so judgmental and we're still so invalidating everybody and what they're going through because of what you might believe in and what you might feel about a certain subject it's frustrating and i hate talking about politics i i refuse to to be involved in political conversations you know if i can keep that away from me i will if I can talk about a positive and nobody get upset about it, I will. But I'm not going to go out of my way to have a political conversation with you. It doesn't matter who you are. I, I, believe, that, I believe that human beings as a whole should be treated with love and respect no matter what. I, I believe that there's good in everybody, but I don't believe everybody is worthy of being in your life. Uh, you know, and and I wish people would put aside their views uh, from their their private life with with people, you know, you know what certain people believe in. I know what everybody in my family believes in. I don't agree with all of it, but I know what everybody believes in. And I treat them with what I treat them, how they treat me. If they treat me with love and respect, they get love and respect. If they don't talk to me, I don't talk to them. You know, you put in the energy that you want from other people. Don't put out hate. There's no reason to hate somebody because they believe in something you don't. You know, I I firmly believe in everybody should be treated how they want to be treated. You know, and with that being said, I I just, I want to thank everybody for allowing me to constantly put out my, uh, put out these podcasts and share a piece of you, uh, sharing a piece of me with all of you it means the entire world to me that, I, that people support what I do. And, you know, I want to read this quote to you like I do at the end of every podcast, because I thought this was uh, an actual really good one. Um, and this comes from uh, a really popular actress. Uh, it is Glenn Close. Um, if you're not familiar with her work, highly recommend uh, all, all that she has done. But it reads, um, it is an odd paradox that a society which can now speak openly and unabashedly uh, about topics that were once unspoken or once unspeakable still remains largely silent when it comes to mental illness. Man, if that, if that doesn't capitalize on what we're talking about right now today, I don't know what else possibly could because there are so many things that go unspoken. I'm very passionate about sharing the suicide rate with people because yeah, while it's, it's negative to hear all these things, but it's something people need to hear, man. Like it's heartbreaking the amount of kids that take their life a year. It's heartbreaking uh, all the veterans that take their life and all the adults and all the teenagers, whatever it is that take their life every single year, because there's so many people that go unhurt. There's so many people that aren't, given the opportunity to speak up because everybody wants to silence each other. Everybody wants to bash and attack and, oh, well, he believes in this. So he's a bad person. Like, listen, you can educate somebody. You can share your beliefs with somebody without attacking them. Like, listen, like, I don't agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. This is what I believe. And I hope we can meet some common ground. And I wish there was people that that can have that conversation with with each other without bashing each other, without attacking each other, because everybody's so quick to just respond, 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 but don't want to sit there and understand like, oh, well, that's why they feel that way. And that's why they don't believe in what I believe in or that's the experience that brought them to believe this. It's not that hard to communicate with people, guys invalid or validate each other, communicate with each other. Try to be there for one another, one another and always try to love each other, man. That's that's all I ever want out of life is people to love and respect me and allow me to give that same sentiment back. With that, be, with that being said, thank you guys again so much for tuning into today's episode. Um, again, I am your host, Chris. I am on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. Send this to your friends that you think would would benefit to listening to some of these podcasts. Um, again, uh, always wishing everybody well, always sending you guys love and strength and all the inner peace that one needs to get through the day. Cause I know today's world is really hard to get through. Um, but always, always, always be well, and please be gentle with yourselves. Take care guys.